Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Tonight, we are talking to the winning team from the Espelon Tequila cocktail fights back in May, Sean Taylor and Derek Reno. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having us. So that was the most exciting competition I think I've ever been to. It was like so (laughs) much energy and so much fun. Like it was a blast from start to finish. It was wild. They uh, when I I found out how the the way that that cocktail competition was going to go, they're like, yeah, there's no admission fees. Like you get free drink tickets at the door. And I'm like, I'm like, they want the crowd to be involved. They want the crowd to be like hype. They were handing out like Vuvuzelas and stuff, and like, like just like bells. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was wild and distracting, but it was so much fun because everyone had like something going on. Like we all had our own little individual things and, and a good buzz going on too. Yeah, it appeared so. <laughs> it appeared so. Yeah, um, they actually told us right at the beginning. They're like, do not get intoxicated before you get on stage. Like we do not want to have to deal with something falling off stage. Right. And like she's like, that Which happened, happened already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, that actually happened shit. where someone got so drunk before they went on stage that they actually fell off oh, stage. Oh shit. That was poor planning. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they didn't say where it was, but like, so I took that. So not like, in Columbus, not in Columbus. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was Detroit versus Columbus That's right. and it was themed or, or what, what did they, how, what did they say to you when they, when you signed up? Like what was the, what were the parameters? What did you have to, to do? I mean, it was kind of like they, every team had to had to, had to have a theme and a theme song. Okay. So like, um, Jesse Hubbard over at Weston had like the NWO like wrestling theme. Um, we were. George Michael and uh, Andrew Ridgely from uh, Wham Wham, <laughs> um, and like everyone just had to have a thing. They so it, a, it could be anything, anything it, it in the world. Literally anything. So why did you but pick you guys Wham? Had a sax player. We did have a saxophone player, <laughs> and that was that was crucial in my opinion. That was like because like not no, essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we like we, we tried to explain this on stage. Like, uh, I mean, I I know I didn't perform very well on stage when it came to like explaining things, but like. I have played Careless Whisper at the end of the night at Denmark for years. It's just, it's my end of the night song. I truly love that song, even though it's become a joke to some people. Like, like, at, like they hear it, they're like, oh, it's Sean. not when they hear it. That's yeah. when picked it. Yeah, everyone that hears it. They, like, hear it. they love it. You, you, that, that sax intro, like, everyone hears it, and they're just like, oh, I love this song. Um, So... To be honest, when we decided to do this, it was super last minute, and we wanted to do something that we like knew we would like both associate with. And like Reno was actually like, you know, listening to Wham when they were actually making music. And I kind of was just more, a little bit more of a George Michael fan. Did you just call me old? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> to your face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty young. Still. but You're like, still we, younger than us, Derek. It was him. That was the inspiration for it. We, we've, I mean, we've won now, so it's not like I'm trying to hide it. We signed up pretty last minute. And we were both going back and forth, and I was trying to be all cool and pick like weird hip hop and public enemy stuff. I'm like, no one's gonna get this. What both resonates with us, and that that's a it's just an organic thing that happens. We've done it. The last time I was there, I remember doing it. 
like nine people at the bar, let alone we're all singing the song. Just one night when he played it, way before we ever picked it for that. And can I yeah. just say kudos to the host of that that competition? She was amazing. The way she yeah. announced us the, winning yeah, each she, time, like she I still hummed the like, song. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, I didn't get it either time she did. I didn't realize what was going on. I thought she was just delaying. You guys actually captured captured the picture of like when we actually won, and like I'm like tweaking out, and like he's like still sitting there, like he has no idea what's going on. On, like, because she didn't, she didn't say, "Oh, right. the cold crush and careless crew." She right. just said, "Do do do do," and it's just like you can hear the sound. Everyone there clearly got it before me. I yeah. thought she was doing like the Ryan Seacrest, like "We'll be right back," but instead she was just playing her own yeah, your theme song. Yeah. But, and I have to say, I was very surprised that you won. I'm glad that you did because I love you both. But you, and us you both. did not finish in time. No, so, we didn't. We were. I was positive we lost. So like, your <laughs> so your cocktail must have been a lot better than the other teams, right? Because you finished like what a minute, probably a full minute after. Yeah, well, they, they, full, they had said minute, yeah. they had. Luckily, like a lot of people didn't know, but they had told us ahead of time that that happens and that if you did it's not at all like an eliminating factor it's just a point thing okay you gotcha. lose five yeah. to ten points for going past in time we didn't plan on that yeah <laughs> right it happened that way uh and then so we just lost those points but made up for it otherwise i suppose and i think yeah. that the other team there was a stipulation on a certain thing that had to be included a certain bitter it, okay. well, it was i'm it was sure they, they were that awesome. was the thing like yeah. they had i'm pretty sure like the which was, there was a like sponsor rule yeah and it was like the spot the spot there was a, a bitter sponsor and like when they rolled, they had those huge dice that they rolled, and that was how we found out what drinks we had. It was like poolside, long and refreshing, and then chili tincture. And at the end, we came up short on our drinks because we went with the highball. Even though when we're because it was like it was like chef table style, we're like all the ingredients are in front of you, and you have a minute to grab everything. Mm-hmm. And so we thought some things were at our bar already, but we didn't actually grab them. Soda water which is what we thought we I had at a bar standard. And we're like, where's the soda water? And our bar back's like, he points at the table and we're like, oh shit. That was a fun panic attack. Oddly. I was cool with all parts of it. No, it, it, it was. And I think like we actually got um, report cards from the judges like two months later, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. That and cool like they, like we basically got the judges critiques and, um, Neither critique was great of either cocktail because it was such an in the moment kind of like on the fly yeah. thing. But it inevitably turned out that our drink was like, like up to par but flat and like kind of like like it, like because we, we had like when we came up short, like I'm just like I'm like I'm like looking for soda water and it's not there and they're just like just like put grapefruit juice on top. So I just start pouring grapefruit juice to top all of them off. But I just we, we had that. the chili tincture in there and it was still present. Yeah, I shouted that at you like for thirty straight seconds. That was the rule you had to put it in. I that just was kept one shouting. of the, Yeah, we remembered that. And the other the other the teams rest. happened to <laughs> take their top off their bitters bottle and just poured like chili tincture in each one. So they said that their drink was like like. The, the main factor was that both drinks were good and like uh, up to par, but like one was undrinkable because they didn't, they didn't use it as a tincture. They used it, like put like a like quarter to a half ounce of chili tincture in each one. Oh, wow. And it was unbearably hot. Oh, wow. Um, but that's the thing about those kind of, comp- like those kind of things in competitions where they're like, like speed rounds and all those things where like you have to like make snap decisions because you're not used to this bar and you're making something up on the fly while there's 150 people in the crowd staring at you expecting yeah. you to perform. So we you're like... You know, yeah, I think I think we responded appropriately, and what, what, we to our own them, mistake, like we we figured it out and realized it. Yeah, and we also got that on our report card was that they like 
all three judges or all four judges noted that we were clearly working well together. Like we were constantly talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek told me I wasn't I wasn't looking at the other team, but apparently the other team was like like one person when we because we had to switch one team like one team member was like dancing and like hyping up the crowd and stuff and the whole time me and Derek are just like talking to each other and being like all right I did this I like all right we need a little bit more of this like all right make sure you put the star anise in there like how are we going to garnish this and like I I felt like we were working really well together and it was satisfying to see that the judges actually wrote that down on their scorecards that like they were obviously like a cohesive team and making it happen which yeah. is why I think though I did get so well together. Dance. I'm glad of all the videos I didn't see any of those <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the way I was dancing too I thought I was like a trap rapper which I am I am so glad I wasn't paying attention to you dancing <laughs> I, My did, God. I did I would have been distracted Jillian yes she recommended it I heard her mayor say that and I was like all right, I'll go do that why not <laughs> so where do you go from here then where does this win take you Mexico Wow. Next, yeah, that's like that's kind of just a prize, I suppose. At the end of October, we get to go down for the actual Day of the Dead in Guadalajara and uh, visit Espelon and oh, see the whole so sort cool. of setup for three, so four excited. days. Uh, it's four days. Yeah, like yeah. October thirtieth, and then the thirty first, we're right there in, in it. And Espelon pays for it all. Yeah, yeah, oh, I hope. yeah it's it's a pretty <laughs> cool prize. I mean. I've uh, I've heard tell from uh, PJ and Jill yeah. who won last year, so yeah, like two years right. in a row, Columbus. What up? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they they really like they pull out all the stops for you and you go down there like it's a really like catered experience where like every single part of your your trip is planned out like they re- like you get a whole distillery tour and like like they give you so much free swag and because they you know they want you to go back and be like I had this great time in Mexico and it's supposed to be a lot of fun I'm oh my I'm God, so excited I would so love to go especially Same. going with someone like Derek who's like one of my closest friends it's like it's yeah so we we yeah, might I'm not make it back like so him. if we don't make it to the national competition <laughs> like. We'll know ahead. We'll, ahead of time. we'll look for you in Mexico. Yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we're down there, yeah. We won't get back, maybe. So, Sean, you work at Denmark on High. And Derek, you're are you still at Denmark on High as well? Uh, I'm I'm at Service Bar. Service at Middle Bar? West Spirits and then still running the Reno Reserve. Okay. So Service Bar and Reno tell me what Reno Reserve is. Uh it's it's coming up on five years of uh it's been varying things for me, but it's craft cocktail consultancy slash event planning mostly that it's changed at times it was more that more consulting where i've put together uh restaurants who need cocktail programs that aren't really informed on that kind of thing okay uh or just mainly menus for brands for certain spirit brands that need those for website and mock-ups and then it's skewed more these days to where it's at least 75 80 percent private events of some type or another whether it's promotional or private homes or uh events for different places and i do on a good month, I can do three or four pretty consistently, and sometimes I do six or seven, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's mainly just me. Oh wow! Uh, and it's I mean, it's, it's entirely super you. rewarding. It's insane, but so how do, how does somebody find you if they want if they're having an event and they want you to do their cocktails? Uh, I've I've always I've still always kept that I love it. I'd love to have a whole crew, but it's me. You know, email me, uh, text me. Usually, actually, th- most most social media stuff is uh, the the biggest purveyor of what is of your website or how can uh it's at the reno reserve with the word the uh, on instagram reserve. facebook okay twitter okay that i don't know how to use very well but and Sean, you've been at denmark for a while now right four years yeah. and three months wow yeah and did you 
you were going to do cocktail classes. Are you still doing that, or did you start that yet? No, we uh, we 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 offer cocktail classes just all the time, but it's kind of like on like a booking basis. Okay. So we do a lot. Um, a lot of like bachelor parties are typically the thing that we do. Um, it's it's a little rare to have people that come in that like really just want to learn about cocktails because I mean, I I, I think it's a great deal. You basically pay sixty dollars for uh, the basic class where you get to pick uh, either a base spirit, a salad cocktail, or you get to pick all three cocktails and you get to make the drinks. We give you like, it's basically like a two and a half hour session for $60 tax and gratuity included in that 60. Um, And you basically get either me or uh, Gary White to like give you like a real private education on how to create drinks, the, the history of the spirit that's going into the drinks, history of the cocktail, like where it came from, like the, the hearsay and the legends about like the creation of the drink and you know you get you get to make drinks with all your friends and like just hang out and yeah, like get drunk and stuff cool. like that who doesn't know? love that yeah. is there a maximum is how many people will you take we we try to keep it under 15 mm-hmm. because we try to let make sure that everyone has like a, a full-blown station each mm-hmm. um and that's a lot so of they're barware. making them while you're instructing how to do it. So it's yeah. total hands-on. And then drinking them. So basically we take 20 it's minutes to like teach you how to make the drink, the history of the drink, five minutes to make the drink. And then you get uh, 15 minutes of, we'll turn the music up, turn the lights on a little bit. And you just like hang out with your friends for 15 minutes, work on the cocktail, and then we'll start it up again for three times. So like it's it's a, it's a very involved process. We provide like snacks, like hummus, and like we have like local things, OH chips and nine ounce pretzels that we provide for people. I, I think it's a really great time, but it's one of those things that it's hard to get people to get to like want to do that when they're like, why don't I just go to your bar and have you, I pay you to like just make the drinks for me. But I think I think which it's is a lot fine of, too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but but you're, yeah, you're still you're still Denmark. He's selling them short. They do. You guys do a lot more than just the classes that not a lot of places do. Yeah, like I mean, tons of, like lots of probably they're balancing booking events in the north room downstairs as well as occasional stuff upstairs. They're not always classes, but. The whole bar upstairs is running and there's 50 people downstairs and they do it all the time, like really consistently, I think. I don't know anywhere else, not a lot of other places that do it like that that often. And it's mainly the same crew that does it. There's 11 people that work at Denmark at all times. So, I mean, like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's one of the few places where like, I mean, Mouton's like this and like, but like where like they say, oh, everyone here does everything. Like it's rare that you actually see like where like that bartender's actually barbacking kitchen like serving and bartending all at the same time mm-hmm. and like well, there, yeah well that's another, yeah you do food there are too. very few places that are truly primarily craft cocktail bars right and then True. also have some food yeah which like once again like mouton does that but like our kitchens ever so slightly bigger like they do cheese and charcuterie just like mm-hmm. we do but we also have a downstairs prep area mm-hmm. and we i have a full-time prep chef downstairs constantly making pickle items you know like all the things that go on, everything that we get, if we can make it ourselves, we absolutely will. Just because if you're going to like have a nice experience, it shouldn't just involve the cocktails. Well, whenever we go in there on our cocktail tour, we point out to everyone on the menu, everything in red is house made, which is yeah. just about everything on the menu. except just for the about. Yeah, We don't make bourbon cool. and we don't make the cheese or meats, but like, I don't think we're legally allowed to do any of those things. So <laughs> if we, if we can make it ourselves, we absolutely will. So Derek, you have an amazing chef at service bar, Avishar. We do indeed. Yeah. So do you collaborate with him at all on the cocktails or do you guys? I have, pretty much yeah. okay. I have, I have been able to I, yep the first cocktail i put on the menu there i named the avishwizzle oh nice a, a swizzle inspired by avishar by the, uh, the the bengali influences that i 
quickly been inundated with and seen that he had done. So it's, yeah. Is it difficult to make cocktails that shine through his amazing creations with food? Absolutely. God, I'm glad Definitely. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's constant. Yes. I mean, there's, there's a writer or a reporter or someone like national ones all the time there, but yeah, we hold our own. We try yeah. our best. I think nice. to do it. I, I think yeah, your cocktails uh, are amazing. I do too. Yeah, he does. He does really good stuff. And yeah, we, it's nice, like a concise version of it that we try to keep yeah. it on. So for our listeners who don't know, Service Bar is the restaurant and bar attached to Middle West Spirits Distillery. It's an amazing mm-hmm. um, restaurant and bar. The bar is absolutely beautiful. It is. Um, it's a, a great place to to grab some great That's cocktails. Right. It's almost a hundred twenty year old bar behind there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's great. right. You guys did get that. I remember you telling me when that when they opened. No, yeah. yeah, it's like I mean, it's the number one thing we get asked by far. Yeah, it's the story with the bar back behind there. Yeah, I'm Do just you know happy because it makes us look it makes us look way more handsome than we actually are. Do you know it was made by the Brunswick? <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's Brunswick. Uh, it was in Chicago. Uh, it's it's almost 120 years old at this point. None of us know the bar there, but it ended up in Cincinnati at one called the Wooden Nickel, mm-hmm. and then perhaps a different Cincinnati bar, and then our owner Brady, who has—I mean, his—he has magnificent taste. I've always linked with him on that. He founded an architectural salvage in Cincinnati. I think it was probably close to two years before we even opened. Yeah. The, uh, the bar and restaurant part. I remember when they installed that and they did yeah. a beautiful job. It looks like it was always there. You knew, you seem to know about Brunswick so well. What was that? I well, mean, I used to work there. I was their very first uh, tour guide. Oh. At the, the store. Yeah. Oh, oh, I awesome. thought you meant at Brunswick. I I been, oh, no, no, been, no, 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 no. That would have been at super West. cool. No. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, that is a really beautiful bar. I usually, I say that all the time. I usually say famous for being like the billiard company. Or the, and yes. I don't know if people don't know the word billiards anymore. <laughs> I always be like pool. Yeah. Are you talk about pool. Yeah, man. Pool. <laughs> Shooting pool. Gosh, come up. on, come on, keep up. Use All right, so <laughs> we are at a point in our podcast where we like to stop and have you guys mix us up a cocktail. Um, so, what are you guys going to make us tonight? We are going to make you our winning cocktail, um, oh, which at the time for the competition was called called No Mas Palabras, which literally translate to no more words but to anyone that speaks spanish that makes no sense or anyone um, wants to question the way it's right so at denmark when 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 we won I, I put it on the menu and the proper way to say it is sin palabras no okay. words it is a last word riff um using espalon blanco tequila um yellow chartreuse sous gentian liqueur a uh a kumquat infused agave and the uh the herb to Provence bitters, and that's Amongst why I kept it in front of me because yeah. I can yeah. never remember botanical exactly what's, bitters. Botanical we bitters. That's why we listed it at the competition. Stuff, but yeah, uh, it's chamomile, caraway, and rhubarb. Which anyone that's a chef will oh, know yeah. what herb de Provence means. But um, this is really what the cocktail came down to. Like making the difference was the bitters. Um, I think you brought in like what seven different kinds of bitters. We had the cocktail seven different times with different bitters. Yeah, we lined and them all. And it was because uh, we started off with just time, and it just it was it was good. But we were like, we want to do something more, something like like something extra. And so uh, number two was the winner. It was the uh, clincher. It was, yeah, and definitely. I think I think that's what changed the cocktail so much and made it so much so bright and refreshing. Because this is the last word riff. Which is funny because I didn't, I forgot that the last word came from Detroit. And at the end yeah. of the night, one of the judges you comes up to me. He's like, by the way, nice job, like doing a last word riff against Detroit. And I was like, right. Yeah, that was on yeah, purpose. We yeah, did, I that. did that on purpose. Yeah, take that, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, well, um, we're going to take a break and you're going to make us a cocktail. And should we cue the music? Yes, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, and we are back with what is this again? The Sin Palabras. What he said. Sin Palabras. Sin Palabras. All right. Cheers. 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 Indeed. Thank you. It's a very bright yellow. Yeah. It's like highlighter. Fluorescent yellow. almost. We might have been the first people oh, yeah. to ever use yellow chartreuse in this. <laughs> okay, Derek. Mm. Oh, yeah. So you didn't put a garnish mm. on this, but during the competition you did. What was the garnish? We had a uh, slightly dehydrated uh, thyme twig, like a little, just a little sort of thistle of it, and then we curly cued a dried lemon or a lemon uh, twist around it, and then some dried kumquats with little tiny floral uh, flutes on it. That is really good. It's uh, you know, it like there's like six cocktails ever. And we all know this. There's like six drinks, and then we all kind of riff off those drinks. And last word is one of those drinks. And while it's not exactly a last word, because last word, as we all know, is like an equal parts cocktail. Um, this one's like a little bit of a variation on that, but it's you know a base spirit, chartreuse, yellow instead of green, um, lemon instead of lime, and then um, we decide to add kumquat agave. Um, just trying to like be more like I plan the flavors that we were already dealing with, you know, with the thyme, the herb de Provence, the yellow chartreuse. And we want something like in like kumquat, something like when people like they see that you put kumquat in something, the first of all, they're like, I don't know what a kumquat is. Or if they do know what a kumquat is, they're like, why'd you put that in a drink? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I like to look at cocktails in like a couple different ways, but like the main way is, is like well, one of the main ways is how does it read? Like when you like read it off. Uh, That's a big part. Yeah. And like, you're like, oh, that reads well, because like, like I was just, I was discussing this with Gary at Denmark the other day, awesome. like how the the name and the way a cocktail reads is its marketing pro program. Like, so literally when you're reading the menu, yeah. you think about. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I do a lot. And like, maybe, maybe that's just that. people like us that like really like understand how cocktails work and like how like, you know, like alcohol culture is, but like, when I've found when people can't understand anything that's on a menu, they're less likely to order it. And that's, that's like, true. even though the St. Palabras is doing super well on the menu right now, yeah, I, I, I get, can yeah. I get a St. Palabras? And it's just like, they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't try to like, be like, it's like, it's obviously not English. Like they don't try to like put an accent on anything, but they will like be like, I'll take that one. And yeah. I do that all the time. Like that's if fine. I can't pronounce it, like be like, why, that one. why embarrass yourself? To right. Point. Yeah. But yeah. like people will avoid ordering, ordering drinks like that because they don't understand what it is. Okay. So I, I try to keep it as like middle of the road as possible when you're developing this cocktail. Um, just so like one, it's appealing and also craft at the same time, like trying to walk that, like that middle line of cre cocktail creation, you wow. know, you don't want to do something that's like all like things that are like, you know, like no one knows what it is. It's super like weird and out of there because no one wants to order that. Right. Like people like us will order it, enjoy well, the, it. Yeah, the cocktail worked because it's the core of this cocktail was Sean's. It was his recipe. He deserved all the credit. We just, I edited it at the end with those kind of things. But that worked. That's why it worked. My style is, I'm pretty extra. I do a bunch of crazy weird stuff. And Sean's are, have like perfect good flavor. They're very straightforward. And he had that. And then just pitched it to me. And we kind of just tweaked it a little bit. And that, that's how it worked out. Otherwise, it could have been, who knows. It would have been all over the place. So you're a good team? It turned out so, yeah. I think yeah. that absolutely worked. Will you do? Mine would have had like a, a tree growing out of the inside of it or something. A succulent growing out <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> Will you do team team competitions together again? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we're, we're going to Portland together. Right? Right. So, yeah, we have uh, Portland going more. on. Um, <laughs> what is that? The uh, Nationals. This one, the finals. Finals. we get to go to the Nationals. Yeah, the finals. For this one. That's good. So, two um, weeks after Mexico. Oh yeah, it's it's a pretty tight schedule. We're going to be out of town a lot, and like at the end of October, early November. Um, 
but basically what's going to happen is like how it was Columbus versus Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Bay area versus like LA and then like, you know, or like, you know, Seattle mm-hmm. versus, you know, another city and like, like regional areas. And they're still happening. I'm pretty sure their, their competitions are happening until mid September. There's two or three then, more. And because of when we like, we were like the second one to go mm-hmm. out of the entire country. Yeah, okay. So when we won, like, the next day I asked, I'm like, all right, what are the parameters for the next competition? What are the rules? Like, what are, like, what do we need to do? And they didn't sure. even respond. They're, and then I, I realized why they didn't respond because there's still like 20 other cities, competitions that need to happen before they even have their set amount of people that are going to go to Mexico. Because we all get, we all go to Mexico together. Yeah, it's like all they're the like a band. Going together. They get little oh. breaks, but they're the core group of that. They're all touring and traveling around. Just yeah. Like- Wow, like, like, like we were talking about the host earlier. Like she's she's the host. I, yeah, I, I forget. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> she uh, no, she she was a fantastic host, and she, she hosts. She um, and, but she's traveling around everywhere, doing all this stuff on top of being like Campari's lead person for the United States. She's so like yeah, she she did a fantastic job. I'm looking forward to working with her again. And like I like we mentioned earlier, the do 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 do. I can't imagine a better way for us yeah. to announce being to, to win because like everyone was like, Wait, well, that's the dilemma Wait. now. So we got We have to figure out how to. Get, we got like the live saxophone player is essential. Yeah, um, but that's, we're not going to probably fly out the guy that we discovered here. But it's but, Portland. Like, Someone's playing the saxophone. The reason there. we wanted to ask like what's going on with the next competition <laughs> is like. Do we need to bring that guy out? Are we doing Careless Whisper again? Are we doing Wham again? Do we have to? Yeah, are we doing the scene palabras again? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's the parameters right. of the next competition? Right. And they have they have nothing for us. They're like, basically, wait until we're done with all the other competitions, and then everyone's gonna get the same information at the same time, which is fair. But you know, it's like the past few months have like not not been nerve wracking, but I'm thinking about it co- like pretty much constantly. Like, I want to start working. I, mean, I personally I like, hope that we. But it, the rules are that you are allowed to edit it and change it a little bit. Yeah, go, I want to do wake up before you go go. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, we wore that outfit. We wore the all white with the choose like t shirts that we that changed to say choose tequila. But and again, it was it things. was the most energizing, fun cocktail competition I've ever seen. It was pretty just much everyone super, said super that. Fun. I mean, yeah. it, I've never so seen a competition fun. function that way. I mean, I like you guys know thrilled. how like how they happen at the Joseph and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it's usually like you know there's a table where like it'd be like me and Reno just like like. Putting on like I don't like, like to be a burden for people that come. They seem to all really like it. Yeah, and everyone had fun. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was basically free alcohol. Our friend and, Carlos you know, was out doing solo dances. He was up on stage. Yeah, the guy that oh, ran yeah, up on stage and picks me yeah, up yeah, yeah. as Carlos we won. Yeah, we saw Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I like to ask everybody to tell me a good bar story. So. Uh, listeners, you may recognize Sean Taylor's voice because he actually did one of our uh, small talks. He called in and did a, a small talk for us. But, <laughs> I listened um, to that. So <laughs> I was there for that. He, he also, that. prior to, well, the one that we, that we published uh, was more PG <laughs> than his other X-rated <laughs> ones that he sent me. I sent you two. Which I'm We're holding. Guy, right? I'm holding those. For for. More appropriate yeah. time. <laughs> the guy that was going to come back and buy us. I'm going to hold him. No, that was the yeah. that was the one they actually put up. Yeah. Like, I sent two more before that. And they're well, like, can I do you like put one that's out. like a little less about you being with someone in your private event space? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, <laughs> fine. Right. You uh, said uh, you said interesting uh, or fun uh, stories. 
I don't All know right. anything about that. So give me your best bar story, or it can be like a crazy tip that somebody left you, or just weird, something weird that's happened. I've, I've, I have one. It's not one of those stories. Mm. I'll let you keep those stories. I have more of those stories, but I'll keep, let you keep those. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the craziest ones I'm thinking of, I, I don't know if I can tell you even if it was just us at the table. <laughs> just us four just pretend we are legality okay. go on go on I'll think about so it. my first year at Denmark we pretty much always do buyouts for New Year's Eve you know it's a it's a relatively large minimum because it's obviously a huge night for every bar everywhere meaning somebody buys out your entire bar yeah for the they pay night. a minimum okay. and they have to hit that minimum um and for New Year's Eve it's like doesn't matter what day of the week it is it's a specific minimum and these past few years, we've hosted this guy named uh, Ascent, and Ascent is great. And it's like Bacardi's part of like sponsoring it, and it's like it's a lot of fun. But before that, I forget what the company was called, but it was a marketing firm, and like everyone came dressed to the nines, and we had a special cocktail menu out, and it was a lot of fun. And about halfway through the night, um, the the owner of the whole company like walks up to me at the bar, and at the time, I'm a bar back. So like I can like take an order and like pass it on to someone else like Derek or Carlos or Ty and um, nostalgia. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Golden days. (laughs) Um, He asked for 25 shots. He's like, I don't care what they are. Just like bring out 25 shots to this table Ah. and I'm going to lay out coasters for them. So we make the 25 shots. I forget who actually made the drinks. I think there were lemon drops. It was something relatively basic. Um, the guy literally has like a wad of hundreds in his hand and he lays out hundred dollar bills all down the table as coasters for his, for his top people, 2,500. So there's $2,500 sitting on the, on the table and, um, he calls his staff over. They all take the shot and they all take the hundred dollar bill and they walk away and it's fun. And then he goes, um, and before I tell you the rest, I should mention that we make these things called bourbon balls at Denmark mm-hmm. and bourbon balls are just like little, like, like truffles that have actual mm-hmm. alcohol in them. Mm-hmm. This guy had somewhere in the range of like 25 to 35 of these things. He loved them. And he was actually Ooh. drunk off of bourbon balls, which if you ever had one, it's kind of shocking that you could actually like yeah. ingest enough of them to actually get a buzz. This guy did it. I've never seen it since. Um, <laughs> it's kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, but he was feeling it. And he goes, he's like, he like yells at Gary. He's like, how many people are on your staff tonight? And Gary kind of like turns around, looks and counts, and then like goes like ten. And he goes, he goes, make ten more shots and bring him out. This guy lays out a thousand dollars on the table, and he, like he calls us all out, and we walk out there, and he's like, he's like, cheers, happy New Year's, and we all they just gave us all a hundred dollars, not wow. not on top of like like the seven thousand dollar minimum we have with an automatic twenty percent on top. Uh, on top of all the tips that everyone else was giving us, he just like handed each one of the staff a hundred dollars, which that's in cool. hindsight, like, like you know, there's places like there there are nicer cocktail lounges than Denmark where people spend a lot more money, but mm-hmm. we're we're a relatively expensive location, so like mm-hmm. tips are relatively good, checks are typically larger, but for an event just to be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna drop a grand real quick, uh, I have this extra thousand dollars in my hand, that was probably one of the most wild things I've ever experienced. In the industry, period. That's great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you picked kudos nice to that guy, one. whoever he was. Yeah, that uh, that bought my PlayStation Four, so um, <laughs> you can get a PlayStation Four that, for hundred dollars. No, it was just that extra hundred I needed. Yeah. No, I haven't. Because I also received, I also received like two fifty at the end of the night in regular tips. Nice. So I, I want, you know, 
Yeah, for like some places, like walking out with 350 is like, oh, it was like, it was a Friday night, whatever. For a craft cocktail bartender to walk out with anything over $200 is like, yeah, like that's, that's, that's good money. You that's know, because, awesome. you know, Wonderful. you pay more for a drink. You're not going to tip a whole lot. All right, Derek, I know you have a story. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm, now I feel bad. I'm upset that the craziest one I can think of, and it's one I've, you've probably heard it, but I'm trying to figure out the wording to say it's, it's kind of, it's nuts. It's kind of crazy. It's got, there's some, there's some uh, well, risky parts. So of it. He, I'll tell it. Tell it. And then the if most, it's like, if, I, yeah, if it's if not it's worked, horrible, it will have Hansberry edit it out. Well, I can come, I can have a back. God, I hope this makes the final work. cut because if I was listening, I'd be like, <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I, all right, fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going for it. Uh, so I, uh, I happen to have, I spent uh, quite a few years in a, We'll just go with an extremely well-known restaurant group uh, here in Columbus. Uh, I opened one of their properties uh, in a management role, but I was the beverage director there, so I was still constantly with the bar. And we'll leave it that for I'll gladly tell you who it is otherwise. Uh, and the opening of the place was the first thing that this uh, restaurant group had opened in quite a while. So, it, I mean, the, the intensity of, uh, of notice and the influx of people and the kind of that, all those kind of things that came with it were non-stop like so much crazy stuff happened in the first six months uh like walking in on activities in the restrooms and things that i saw explicitly clear it just, activities it just seemed it just was happening all the time it just became like a story that you would have that would happen so a few months into that uh we're on like a busy friday or saturday night and also the staff that we had when we opened were both amazing they were great they were like the most enthusiastic just go-getting group of people we ever had but they also were part of all that influx so they were like there was always something like that was important going on or something crazy that you had to check out and sometimes it would eventually it got to, it's almost like that cry wolf thing where they come up and tell you something and you go out and find out what it was and I was like all right that's not as crazy as it seems we can handle that and one of the servers came and got me one night uh, from the bar area to let me know that this table at a very glaringly noticeable spot in the dining room was was doing something off and weird and that everyone was noticing it but they were so uh what's the word like it was so uh like urgent that they didn't really break it down for me what it was and i guess i had gotten so used to that happening that i was like all right let's go see what this thing is it's probably not that crazy uh and as i came around the corner though i noticed that every table i went to and there was five different tables as i got close to it and they're looking they just had these looks in their eyes at me like thank you big giant eyeballs like go handle that Jared go fix that yeah and so it, like that's you know that course that happens in like seven seconds and i'm like what am i coming up to and i got to the the corner table where this guy and this woman were this couple were who i had seen before they were being very you know pda they were being you know in love and cuddly and touchy and whatever it's a saturday night <laughs> jealous might as well uh, but as I got closer, I'm st and I'm still I'm stuttering now because I'm try I don't know how to make this not sound dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just dirty, gonna so, just, yeah. yeah just dive in. Uh, I'll also say that the, uh, the this this restaurant and bar had has very ornate flatware on the like the handle ends, um, and that very ornate rounded flatware opposite end. The gentleman uh, was. Uh, Probing for <laughs> pleasure with his guest. Probing for pleasure. Break that. That's a cocktail name. Write that one down, probing by the way. Probing for pleasure. Oh I do like uh, and probing I saw it. Probing for pleasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> under the table. Under the 
Huh. But they were doing it so that everybody could see. It was glaring. It was crazily glaring. And I just, I kind of just stopped and just looked at him. I know, I remember making eye contact with a guy and like he's looking at me and his hands down here and just kind of paused. And I just was, I just like started nodding my head like real, like a, like a, disappointed father well Derek I'm gonna need you to be more specific because I'm not quite sure I understand what you mean he was um <laughs> I'm just fucking with you you, don't fuck <laughs> you should you, well, I will start saying stuff I was gonna call it KB what utensil was he using it was a knife but it was oh! the, but it was the hand yeah, the yeah, right. bad form. Right, it's yeah. very like it's rounded for her pleasure <laughs> Were they were they that drunk that they were like oblivious to the fact that there were people all around them? It's, yeah, I'm not sure that it was meant to be as voyeuristic as it became. So what did you say? I just I like excuse me, sir. That's what that's especially not, in this company. That's not what that's for. It was, I just kind of went up and like it's a small skill I've learned. I don't have many, but I can go up and I I can be scary for like a second and just, just kind of put my hand on the table and just was like that's done. And it just they kind of just stopped and wow. asked for the tab and walked away. And when I came back, that's how I <laughs> knew it had been going yeah, on. Yeah. Is all those tables that had the big eyes, all like they were reaching out and touching my elbow and my arm as I walked by, like I had just like healed them in some mega church or something. Like, thank you, Savior, for stopping that praise knife him, praise Reno. So that's that happened. That people was, are fucking crazy. Huh. Yeah, people are crazy. No, I applaud you for giving me a dirty story. That's what I've been trying to get out of, out of everybody for a long time. Sean gave yeah, me, yeah, gave me just, some I, that aren't fit for two. That's, that's, that's my whole thing. I'm, yeah, well, Sean's usually involved him. Well, right. they were. That's, yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> my, my versions are less exciting for me. At some point, Personally. I'm going to publish one of them. <laughs> yeah, you, like, Feel let, free. Let's, let's build up some like hype around it. Like, you know. But it, it blows me away how, how comfortable people feel in bars. Like, I get, like, I like was over too, but, like, but like, holy shit. Like, just the amount of times you see people, like, it'd be like, hey guys, can you, like, like stop doing that? Like, like, Not stop, yet. stop grinding on your date. Like, so was she doing like the Meg Ryan in the restaurant with Billy Crystal? <laughs> she, was being, she, was, she was being kind of subtle with it just a little bit. <laughs> I did ask her if I could have what she was having. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, uh, you're right, though. It does. It's crazy. I don't know. Usually I'm like annoyed because it's something you have to deal with, especially in that time when I was in, when like I am the one coordinating that. But afterwards, I'm always like, man, I'm kind of jealous. That, how come I can't go out and just lose my mind like did that? You decide it's just not going to happen. have tablecloths after that? <laughs> 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 no, that would just. I stop. I'll stop. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories. And um, the cocktail is delicious. And I hope you have an, an amazing time in Mexico. And best of luck, Good in, luck Portland. in Portland. And thank you guys so much for being on our podcast. We really appreciate it. I can't Sean Taylor. The last thing they're going to remember about us is telling that story. <laughs> That's one of the high last things. <laughs> Derek Reno and Sean Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks to our producer, Greg Hansberry. And thank you very much to the biographer for our original music. I want to remind everyone to check out our cocktail tour at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com. We have upcoming dates and special events constantly. Right now, the big one is the Halloween tour. Halloween tour. It's going to sell out fast. It's already half sold out. special shit going on in that tour. It's always a fun one. That'll be a fun one. So none of the venues are uh, revealed yet. So no one knows until 
they have to sign up. Uh, remind everyone to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And always be cocktail curious. Yes. Thank you. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Boom. Cheers. 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 Thanks for having us. This was a blast.